but no, but what you're saying actually segues nicely into what my next question was going to be. Uh, what are you doing later, Alex? What are you doing later? <laughs> and would you like a little tip? <laughs> Hey guys, this is Paige Pierce, and you're listening to Unstable Discourse. In these uncertain times, you need a certain podcast that's there for you. It's time for Unstable Discourse with Sean Callahan, Ryan Fancher, and Alex Seminary. Welcome in to episode six of Unstable Discourse. It me, Alex Seminary of Disc Golf Chicago, here with the crew, Mr. Ryan Fancher of Unstable Disc Golf Gear. Hello. And Sean Callahan of Delwood Disc Golf. What up, y'all? We also have Jason Callahan of Bag of Tricks. Hey, everybody. Oh, that was <laughs> special. And we have Amy Laskowski of Birdie Babes. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. It is the Hey Ladies episode. Hey, ladies! We are going to get into the status of the ladies' disc golf scene. We're going to talk about the evolution of that scene over time. We want to talk about what's been helping it to grow, uh, what are the, some of the things that need to change, and whatever else we can get into about the ladies' scene because it does not get enough coverage. So we're going to do this thing. Let's talk about the ladies, y'all. Let's talk about ladies. Can we talk about the elephant in the room? That's rude, uh, that- but go ahead. <laughs> no, I wasn't, I wasn't referring to you. Uh, what I was referring to is this is uh, uh, the, the qu- first episode. Quarantine has been rough on me, okay? <laughs> this is the first episode that we've all worn our pants. Because there's a lady present and we wore pants. Oh, yeah. That's why we're recording. Well, normally we don't have to mention that because we're all comfortable with not wearing pants. Right, right. So I just say if I seem a little off my game, it's because I'm wearing pants tonight. Got it. Secrets out and you're welcome, Amy. And they're shorts, not pants. (laughs) Yeah, we weren't willing to go the full. Don't worry, they're coming off soon. We weren't willing to go the full. They do not have shirts on, though. (laughs) (laughs) For the record. But masks. We do have masks. Yeah. Before we get into the heart of the episode, there's an order to this thing and it starts with... Fired up. Fired up. Sean Callahan, what are you fired up about? I am fired up about all of the people that have been going out and helping at the new course down the street. This has been a project that's been going on for a while now. It doesn't have a name, so I think everybody just knows it right now is the new course in Joliet. Uh, they've they've had a couple work days lately, uh, and a bunch of people have been coming out, uh, specifically the Circle One Boys. And doing a bunch of work out there. So I'm fired up about that. It's really cool to see. I can't think of really a a better way to get out and socially distance yourself while getting something done than the disc golf course. Yeah. Like you don't have to be next to anyone. Mm -hmm. Get out there and get Yeah, we're spread out. I mean, when I was there last Sunday, we were working on like three or four different holes. So we were all spread out. Perfect. It was was awesome. Getting a ton of work done. Mm -hmm. It's been really cool to see. So and we're getting together again this Sunday. Is there a name yet for this course? No. Oh, hell no. There's been a couple of names in the works, but no name right now. Oh, hell no. Who will have the final sort of call on that? Mr. Mark Grabovoy. He is the one that is spearheading that entire project. Uh, He was the connection that got us into the prison doing incarcerated, doing uh, JPPL. He has taken that on as his uh, first. He kind of went out the gates like 
swinging with his 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 first mm-hmm. course is gold level like nuts and uh he's killing it over there though i mean it's it's insane this course is going to be a gold course it's going to be oh, nuts. Yeah. nuts oh nuts. Yeah. daughter okay yeah, yeah it's no that. joke yeah. yeah oh hell no i would be fired up about that too i'm glad to hear about it this is relatively new news to me yeah it's been i mean it's you know been under wraps up until i feel like recently just because they've been out there like mm-hmm. they they really it's not been until now that they needed the help because everything prior to this was like okay what can we do out here and kind of figuring that out all right then uh i'm gonna go next i am fired up about kind of weird choice on my part this time because last time we did an episode i was fired up about a playlist and i'm fired up about another playlist today but (laughs) this one this is one kind of cheating i think i think it is cheating but also i was uh there's just not a lot happening right now, man. It's hard. How how turnt on a scale of one to ten yeah. is this? It, this is not about getting is turnt. It turnt this for is... a different colored person. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Got race it. does not enter into the Got equation it. this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last time I was fired up about songs to get white people turnt, and now I'm fired up about the Disc Golf Chicago 2020 Spring playlist. Uh, we usually put out a playlist for each season, and I actually put this out a month ago, but the weather just like ruined it it was like there was no spring vibes until i feel like today i was sitting in my backyard my uh we have this really nice garden and i just like put the playlist on and i was like okay spring is here and i'm so excited about it so uh, hopefully uh some people check that out you can find it on spotify or previews. on our facebook page give us some titles yeah, yeah. oh hit it's, hit it's, it's almost something. all like what does it start with there's nothing you would know i mean it's all like um lo-fi hip-hop jazz like jazzy beats with no almost no lyrics it's just like Ooh. it's just vibes that you can like play disc golf to without disrupting your card or your game and also like to work to it so it's good like background chill vibes think think like jomez type beats oh i like that i can dig it it's cool uh we do one for every season so now is the right time to listen to the spring one uh we'll put a link out for that once all this drops Mm -hmm. amy what are you fired up about i am fired up about feather frenzy august 22nd yeah Mm. yes i'm hoping to open registration soon I'm also fired up about the ladies who are doing match play right now. Janet Hershey, Rachel Brayband, and Michelle Lopez have organized a ladies match play event, and they're doing it. They're starting this week. Some and of them are actually, great. Were they playing today? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were some out today. At that's awesome. That's cool. Melissa was playing against... It's the perfect kind of event to be doing right now. It really um, is. Yeah. I, I think everybody wants match play right now, so uh, kudos for, for putting that together. Who did you say put that that's together? That's who it was. Uh, Janet and Rachel and Michelli. What up, girls? <laughs> How many up? women are signed up for the match play thing? I think they have 17 or 18. Get I think oh, 18. Out of awesome. town. Yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And there's a handful maybe. of us that unfortunately can't commit yeah. that would like to. So there right. could be even more. So we more. would have even more. Yeah. Mm. It's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Good job, girls. I'm fired up for you not having to move the feather frenzy. Yeah. It's late enough. Well, it's tentatively going to stay where it is. And, and that's awesome because yeah. dealing with all the other tournaments that we've had to deal with, like, it's a nightmare. And that's the last thing that you guys need. I know. And, uh, I think I'm gonna actually going to cap it at 40 people just in case there are still small group gathering restrictions yeah. or large group gathering restrictions, I should say. Well, and you could always do tea times like we're doing too. Right. We could do tea Piece times also. Mm-hmm. What, what is your There's attendance? A lot of options. What has your attendance been generally? Last year we had the most we've had, which was just under fifty. I think we had about forty six, forty eight. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. huge. We saw the pictures. Yeah. When yeah. what? Uh, when is that event? And when was it last year? Uh, it's always like around the end of August, 
Last year, we were actually the finale stop of the Midwest Women's Tour. Awesome. Which was super cool. Yeah. Uh, This year, it's August 22nd. So same at the end of August. And like you said, it should be good because hopefully we'll be in the clear to be able to have everything i think that's the event that uh i came out and spotted for last you did year. is that was you that the did. one i do remember Man, that I now. So you many... said you never met alex You're before right. i did yeah. i knew i've seen you around but you were in tournament director mode Absolutely. so you were just like uh yeah put that over there and you go over here and get out of my face yeah there yeah. was a handful of guys <laughs> yeah. though that came to, to help out which is awesome we love having the spotters on the creeks here for the ladies and you did. Thank you so much. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was that event or something else. But, it was. Um, the only other ones we do are the Women's Global, which was unfortunately postponed indefinitely this year and yeah. probably won't happen until next year. But that's Bummer. okay. Um, I think Brad Cook was the reason we came out. He was like, hey, we need more girls in the club. And I was like, yeah, I know, but I don't know what to do about His it. His name keeps coming up. I know. He, he's a sleeper. He's, he's, he's a cutie. A I like he- Brad. <laughs> There's a great picture of him on the yeah on facebook yeah. yeah uh i was torn between that or the goofy one with him and his like november mustache i decided to help him look good Getting rather the benefit than of the yeah day. exactly yeah. yeah he was like yeah we should go help out with birdie babes and like just try and get some because i don't think we have a female member of disc golf chicago at least maybe one or two have ever showed up to play one of our events so yeah we were like let's go see if we can yeah. Meet some people and recruit some babies. Let's yeah. go talk to the girls on the other side of the gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a girlfriend. She just she goes to another school. <laughs> you wouldn't know her. She lives in Canada. Yeah, she lives in Canada. <laughs> the Niagara Falls area. Jason, do you have something you're fired up about today? I want to talk about we had a serious discussion uh last episode about the sauces that we eat our chicken nuggets with. Mm-hmm. And and I'm man enough to admit that when Ryan said that he mixes his ranch with his barbecue. Mm-hmm. It was me that gagged on the podcast. It's audibly, audibly, audibly gagged. Audibly gagged. It's been 14 days. I've grown. <laughs> I've matured. I've tried the barbecue and ranch. Guys, I am all about that branch. This is, yeah. not, it is fantastic. It's not the same Jason yeah. Callahan sitting here as wow. it was last time. No. It is absolutely fantastic. It's great. Wow. Yeah. It, you got the tang and you got the creaminess. It's the perfect combo. It. It may be why I'm a different person right now, actually. Because Honestly, when you came in, days. I was yeah. like, you are, you seem like in. a new man. <laughs> Changed man. I floated in this room and it yeah. was because I'm all about that barbecue ranch. Well, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, well, so listeners, you. if you are inspired by Jason's comments and you want to try the barbecue and ranch combo, uh, we would love to hear from you. What's oh, your I opinion? I want to see some picks. Do it. Yeah, yeah. picks and, and, uh, yep. and comments yep. and yep. yeah, yep. let us know. Are these guys crazy or are they onto something? I have had a few messages sent my way confirming my awesome. love for the barbecue and ranch. You got to yeah. stir them up. Yep. I would want to try the barbecue and blue cheese. Oh, I'm way down for that too. Sure. Yeah, I'll Absolutely. give that a whirl. Uh, let's get into our <laughs> trivia winner from last week. Ooh, yeah. So we did things a little different this time. Usually um, we don't, I don't think we give clues usually. No, or maybe this we, is our first time around doing that. This is our first time doing clues. Yeah, we wouldn't have had to earlier. Yeah. And Jason, what were the clues from last week's question? Do you so, remember? So the clues were Shermer, Illinois. Shermer, Illinois. A two-headed director mm-hmm. and red apple cigarettes. If you're a movie person, you will probably, like, those are not terribly obscure references. No, it, it, it only, uh, like, put them in a direction. It didn't land right. on anything It did in narrow particular. it down a bit. Yeah. Yeah. If you figured out what those clues were references to, then you probably would have gotten close to the right answers. Mm-hmm. Um, the ge- all the guesses did. 
Yes. They were in the ballpark. Red Apple Cigarettes is a brand of cigarettes that Quentin Tarantino puts in all of his movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Shermer, Illinois is a fictional town. That is it. John Hughes, the director. John, John Hughes. Hughes. Yeah, there are like Man. ten or eleven crazy famous movies Rest that in take place mm-hmm. in yep. Shermer, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he died on my birthday. We're connected. Oh, oh. is that? Oh, John Hughes died on my birthday. Why, mm-hmm. That was your okay. Okay, two thousand nine. Um, and the two-headed director is the Cohen brothers. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's so, in the uh, in the Hollywood circles. That's what the kind of their nickname. The Cohen brothers. I did brothers. not know that. Yeah. If you ever yeah. see an interview with them and the way they talk. It sounds like one person because they just, when one stops, the other one starts. It's very weird. And it became very apparent to me. That's why they were called that after you mentioned it. Mm. And I started watching it. It was interesting. I had no idea. They're weird dudes to begin with. So, well, uh, you can't make genius pieces of art without being a little weird. Correct. So, gotta um, be weird. Yeah, yeah, totally. Our favorite movies Shermer, Illinois, Sean Callahan's favorite movie is The Breakfast Club. Mm. And Ryan, the two headed director. Your favorite movie is? The Big Lebowski. Fantastic. And mine, Red Apple Cigarettes, was Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. So we did not get a ton of guesses uh, for the, for this week, probably because it was a little more on the obscure side. But that guy, Kyle Greenfield, nailed it. He might have been the second guest to come he in. He was the second And he guy. got he all pretty, three correct. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I think the first guest that came in, they like got the hints. Yeah, like they, they were close. They were yeah, in they the were right lane. The they yep. just didn't guess correctly. So yep. uh, shout out to Kyle Greenfield. Uh, while we're on the subject, he has made at least two different comments about getting a tattoo live on the show, which I fully endorse. I the think logo. We, the logo, right? If, if he's willing to get the logo tattooed, I think that's... What's this if stuff? If he's going to... It's going to get a it tattoo I will pay for you to have that tattooed on you permanently. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if he gets it, I'll get it. Oh, but shit. That's weird. If he gets it. So I don't know if I want to commit to that, but I'm I'm leaning in that direction. He'll, Are we doing He this? will do it. I don't know. Is this happening? I don't know. We'll see. I know a guy. Kyle would do Ooh. it. I think it's going to happen. Okay. I'm crazy enough in the moment to say I'll do it too. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss. I, I'm due for another tattoo. Yeah, we'll Ooh, we need a trivia question about our tattoos at some yeah, point. Yeah, at some point. I did just mm. get one. Absolutely well. mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, so shout out to Kyle Greenfield. Thank you for participating. And you know you won mm-hmm. a hat from Unstable Disc Golf we'll Gear. See. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how Ryan feels. I don't know. You can either pick that up at the shop or order it on the website or message us. You know how to get in touch. Mm-hmm. So while we're on this topic, though, uh, what do you guys think? is the best porn parodies of your favorite movies. Um, I don't wow. know of any Pulp Fiction porn parodies. I'm sure they exist. Pump Friction. I, it exists. Pump Friction? Pump friction? Huh. Oh, okay. my God. I got, I got, is I got there plans one for Breakfast Club? I don't, I don't know. I was hoping somebody else did. I know that Pulp Fiction's porn parody is called Pump Friction, and I was hoping that you guys Sorry. had loved oh, your movie so can much I say, that you can I researched say this. Log Jamming? Log Jamming. Fair enough. That, that definitely that counts. counts. Right. He, def- and, uh, he fixes her cable. The I, Breakfast Club. I've never looked it up. Fist? There's got to be something with Fist, Probably I would imagine. Breakfast yeah. Club. Yeah. Right. Butt sex club. <laughs> oh, okay. Tone it down. Yeah. Tone you it down. This is a family friendly yeah, show. This is a PG 13. Yeah, right. Pump friction is fine. Better. Butt sex club, not so much. <laughs> uh, so I don't, yeah, I don't know any no. that are references to these movies specifically, but my favorite porn parody movie <laughs> is called In Diana Jones. Oh, my oh, God. Nice. Oh, nice. That's good. That's yeah, really that's good job. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. There, there's one for the office called The Orifice. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember seeing one that is a, a parody of Backdraft called Butt Draft. <laughs> <laughs> but Backdraft alone would be fun. Yeah, yeah, that would have yeah. worked. 
Trademarked. Plug draft is a little easy. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It was right over the plate. It kills me to move on from this because I think we could. <laughs> I wanted to ask Amy, what what is your favorite movie? What Question. fit it in there? My favorite <laughs> movie is Tommy Boy. Oh, Ooh, yay! That's a great One time answer. Do you we... want to start a Tommy Boy podcast? Because yeah, we can right now. I do. Forget all this disc golf stuff. Yep. <laughs> One time we drove to Colorado and we forgot all of our VHS movies except for Tommy Boy, Ooh. and we watched it for eighteen hours straight. Oh, that's that fantastic! Awesome. Back to back, quoted awesome. it the whole vacation, oh, and yeah, I've just loved it ever since. Wait, back okay. to you had VHS, you could watch VHS in your in our big conversion van. Yeah, awesome. that we would drive oh, to the, Colorado to go with skiing the TV, like, like in the year. middle of the yeah, two yeah. front seats yeah. on oh, the yeah, little yeah, wooden yeah. stand. Yep. Yeah, that with the was VCR like built in. Fantasy. Was it a Dodge Mark III? Yeah. Was that what that was? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Our Probably. parents had the same van. Probably. Yeah. The pinstripe on the side. Yeah, yeah. we'd have like WWF wrestling matches in the back seat. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Can we also talk about WWF right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Anything uh, favorite wrestler yeah. of all time. Of all time? Yeah, you get one pick. Oh, there's so many good ones. Probably... Uh, Bret Hart. Oh, okay. You, you like the, the fan had, favorites. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I had a big crush on him. I, I like you know? the Hart oh, wow. Foundation as the tag team, but I think my uh, favorite was Jake the Snake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owen Hart, when he became like the bad guy and they were and DX was calling him Nugget all the time, <laughs> that was like the, the golden era of wrestling for me as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Stone Cold Steve Austin is the correct answer. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I was into uh, like late 90s wrestling for like five minutes. And Sting always seemed like the coolest guy. Yeah. So I'm going Sting all day. Okay. Undertaker was cool too. Undertaker's always been cool. Uh, Still wrestling today. It was when I was real little. So I'm like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. Uh, Um. What's the the dude that had all the tassels that hung off? Randy Savage. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. I saw Andre the Giant and Jake the Snake and in a porno. No, <laughs> live with Hacksaw Jim Duggan uh, in Binghamton, New York, when I was very little. That, that that's some serious star power. Binghamton sounds like the, the title the of the porn. porn. Binghamton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, who had the two by four? Who had yeah, Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. My dad bought me a foam two by four that I, I had forever. This was my favorite uh, total diversion side route. Oh, we, we are so far from disc golf. Let's get to the calendar rundown. It's the first time in a while that we have had some stuff to talk about. Life is not nearly back to normal, but we're we're looking like it's gonna it's coming soonish. I know Sean has a, a pretty cool event to talk about. Oh, he's um, gonna get the paperwork out. Red paper. Nice. It was all I had. Oh, I was going to commend you. <laughs> Speaking of calendar, quarantine qualifier went live tonight, 14 minutes ago, and it is just about halfway full. Yeah. Can you tell me about the quarantine qualifier? I keep seeing posts. I'm I'm so busy. I haven't taken the time to learn. I just assume it's something I'm going to play, but can you tell us about it? Absolutely. So uh, with no. all these tournaments that we had no, lined up asking. that are uh, being postponed, I still wanted to be able to do something within the parameters of what we're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, if we do tea times and we split up the divisions on different days throughout the month of May, we should be able to do that. So unsanctioned, one round, there are eight divisions. We have MPO, MA1, MA2, MA3, MA4, MA50, FA1, and FA3. They're going to each be playing on a different day, weekend day in May, one round. And those will be paid out. So you're going to play that one round. You'll get Mm -hmm. paid out top 40%. 
the winner of those divisions is going to go into an eight-person bracket on the awesome. 30th. And that'll be quarterfinals, semifinals, and then down to a final two. And we'll do Facebook Live for those final two. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Awesome. And nobody's going to know because it's literally just going to be at the shop. You're going to hand in your scorecard after because it's all tea times every right. 10, 15 minutes. Well, now we're going to do like every five minutes because we have to do twosomes. Yeah, but after you turn your card, you... You, get you out have of to here. leave. Yeah. So nobody's going to know where they're sitting in the ranks in their division. And I mean, some of these divisions are 52 deep. So there's quite a few people. So it's really going to be, okay, God so knows. at the end of the day, each time those divisions are complete, I'm mm-hmm. going to do Facebook Live with the scoreport awesome. and I'll have the top paid out spots flipped over so you won't know until I flip them. Cool. That was Sheila's idea. It's awesome. We're doing it. It's a great idea. Yes. Sheila. So super stoked for uh, quarantine qualifier. Uh, Like I said, it went live tonight, 15 minutes ago, and we are at 119 people signed up so far. So I bet that it'll be full by the time this airs. I would imagine so. But uh, hopefully it's not by the time you hear this, I mean, go see. You might be able to still get in. Yeah, that's true. Quarantine qualifier. We've got many days for this event. Hopefully everybody that signed up tonight realizes that they are attending this event on a very specific day. So on May 9th, Saturday, we've got MA50 and MA4 playing the quarantine qualifier. Uh, Next day, Sunday, May 10th, we've got MPO. The following Saturday, May 16th, we've got MA3. Sunday, May 17th, we've got MA2. Following Saturday after that, on May 23rd, we've got MA1. And on Sunday, May 24th, we have FA1 and FA3 stoked for this event. Yeah. So much fun. Uh, Is there anything else that we know of that's happening for sure? Uh, We've got uh, Fraction Run Cup 2 that is happening on Sunday, June 7th. We've got... Unstable Open? Unstable Open on the 13th. On the 13th, Mm -hmm. six days later. Mm -hmm. What, What else we got in June? Besides Fraction Run Cup and Unstable Open, that's all we have. That's all. Okay. Oh, really? Well, okay. Yeah. There we go. Cool. Okay. Let's move along. Well, that's it then. All right. Let's move on to that very popular part of the show, the local route. We're going to talk about uh, people that deserve a shout out, people in our local scene that are doing kick-ass things. Mm-hmm. Sean, why don't you kick us off? Absolutely. So I am, uh, this kind of ties into my fired up a little bit. So Mark Grabovoy's killing it over at the new course but his right hand man is uh mr b steve barons and he is absolutely killing it out there we were there on sunday and that guy just never stops moving i mean he's he's always working you could see like in his head he's planning the next move and mm-hmm. at the end of the day on sunday we were all kind of sitting around and he was still up on one of the greens i believe it was for hole 12 and he was still going at it for hours and hours and they, i mean awesome I know that I think Mark is now around a thousand hours and Steve is around 800. They're logging all the hours. That's legit. Wow. Yeah. 1800 hours between the two of them on this new course. So far. I'm glad they're doing that. People need need to understand every second. Steve Barron's is doing something. He is enjoying it and he's got some kind of smile on his face. The positivity that is, that emits from that guy is it's a beautiful thing. Give me 5% of that. Yes. He's amazing. So super stoked. Uh, It's kind of a two parter, you know, it's, it's also Mark, but, but Mr. B, he's uh, and he's also reaching out to all the groups too, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of like, yeah. that's kind of his thing. As where Mark is a little bit more kind of backseat, uh, which is totally fine because that's a good duo to have. But uh, reaching out to all the younger guys and saying, "Hey, come out and, mm. and help us out." So I mean, he's the reason why I was there because I would have never known if Mr. B wouldn't have told me, "Hey, come out and help us." So mm-hmm. pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah, we're lucky to have that. Ryan, do you have yours figured out? I have a local route. That's um, surprising. 
Shut up. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> Look at him go, guys. I had one. Hey, good job. I've, I've had one for like 24 hours. We've mentioned his name before, but Clayton, Roberts, what's his last name? Bilfus? Bilfus. Bilfus. The rooster. Uh, yeah, the red rooster. See? Um, Ties together. Dude, did Same. he used to wrestle in the 80s? Dude, he may have. He would tell you yes if you asked him. But the Dave Reed Memorial was not able to happen. Because of all the junk going on. And I don't know if he had any help in this. So if he did, whoever that is, is all tied into this as well. But uh, Clayton put together kind of a do it on your own. Go play the course in Batavia. Uh, log your score. Here are a couple days or, you know, 72 hours worth or whatever it was. And then they kind of had their own little virtual tournament. You would go and actually play the course and then bring it back. I was able to catch it in time because Sean and I would have vended for that Mm -hmm. and handled all the payouts. Unfortunately, we weren't able to go either, which we were both super bummed about. Mm. But I caught it in time to say, hey, at least let me give a couple hats away or something. Like, let me be a tiny part of this. And I was able to get it in time. They did a crazy good job. There were a ton of people that went out, um, some screaming scores. I know Dan Schlitter went out and shot like a 50, and he was was one back of Danny Beauchamp, who took it down with a 49. And it it just sounds like the perfect situation. And, And the way that Clayton wrapped everything up sounded like, I didn't know Dave, but he he would have very much approved of, of, of trying you know, to do whatever you could. Good for them to put that together and kind of get things going a little bit in times like this. Yeah. Clay runs uh, Skulls, doesn't he? Or he's at least an important part of that, right? He's a Skulls boy. Yeah, he is a Skulls boy. I don't know how much involvement he has with the club, but I, I would assume so. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I, know I don't know he's... a whole lot about them. They're very mysterious. Mysterious. <laughs> mysterious. Um, Every time I think of skulls, I want to think of the Goonies. I don't know why. I think of that Josh Jackson movie, which also that it's like a very mysterious organization. But also the fact that they call themselves the Skulls Brotherhood that adds like a you know a cool like factor. Illuminati. Factor. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Ooh, I'm gonna Definitely. start thinking in a different direction for sure. Uh, well, that's a great shout. Yeah, they um, did a great job. Uh, I've got mine, but I'm gonna put you ahead of me, Amy. Okay. Who do you have for local route? Uh, my local route is Casey Glade. Casey, Casey Glade. Casey Glade. Casey's awesome. She's a local pro. She's on Team Delwood, right, Sean? Yes, ma'am. And she is a badass nurse on the front lines of everything oh, happening. Hell yeah. Yes, she is. Her unit and floor is the COVID unit at Morris Hospital. Wow. And she's also stepping up to help with leagues and be my assistant tournament director for Feather Frenzy this year. Yes. That is a lot of yes. awesome stuff. Yeah. Dream team. Uh, well, on that note, we should say shout out to all of the healthcare professionals. I think we did that last episode. And Absolutely. That can never be said enough right now and all the essential workers but you know especially the healthcare people that's a great show um mine is to sheila callahan hey that's my wife that's your girl man um What's what I you didn't say about her <laughs> what you say about my wife there's two people in this room that care a lot about that woman uh i well i just have always thought sheila was badass like you know holding down the shop and like super friendly and also like i don't know there's an aura of like i don't want like I just want to be in Sheila's good graces. I just think she's me too. Let me know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just learned from you the other day that Sheila was like an OG birdie babe, one yeah. of the original four. Yeah, it's crazy to he- we'll, we'll get into this more a little bit in, mm-hmm. in just a minute. But um, 
I didn't realize that it started like that. Like it's just four of us and it grew to what it is now. And then I was like, Sheila was one of them. God, yeah. she's badass. Yes, mm-hmm. she is. Um, she awesome. And she also helped us with our uh, disc golf Chicago invitational last year. She was kind of running the shop while we did that helped with payouts and everything. And um, we had some crazy weather during that. So all the help uh, that we got was super necessary. So yeah, every uh, time Sheila actually goes out and plays, I kind of go home and say to my wife, Sheila played disc golf today because, <laughs> you know, like I'm trying to get my wife yeah. to come out and play disc golf. And yeah. yeah, I know that struggle. I bet we're going to talk about that too in a minute, but I have had so many conversations with Liz like that. Actually, I had a little campaign going at one point where every time I saw a couple on the course, I would go up to them and just like, Hey, can I take a picture of you guys? And then, uh, at one point I was like, look, honey, look at all the, the couples. <laughs> and she was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> well, then let's get to the, the meat and potatoes of the episode. It is Hey Ladies. We're going to talk about the evolution of the scene. What's the status today? What's helping it grow? What needs to change? And maybe uncover some of the differences between the men's scene and the ladies' scene because there are a few of those. And yeah, Amy, this is going to be your area of expertise. So I am not an expert. <laughs> well, I think you're an expert uh, being a lady. She is a lady. I am a lady. Yeah. She's a lady. Um, and you help organize lady players. I'll do my best. So to get this going, I think a good place to start would be, how long have you been playing for? When did you first get into disc golf? Oh, so Take us back. I learned how Way to play back, disc back, golf back, back, back. in 2006, I believe. 2005. That was the wow. date that you posted a video. You had like a grocery pictures. bag. And you were at Mokina. And I looked oh, at the yeah. date and I was like, oh, six? That Damn. was my purse, by the way. <laughs> you were using a grocery bag as a purse? No, it wasn't a grocery bag. It was just like a big hippie purse. <laughs> oh, wait. Even better. You were using a Whatever purse for a disc golf bag? Boom. Boom roast. Yeah, Boom. it's cool. Uh, okay, so. I was also in a skirt and flip-flops. Yeah, yes, that photo. All yeah. the right apparel. Yeah, yeah that's so fine. that's when Ready I started. How, I did you, how did you uh, get into it? Like, what, what even brought it to your field of awareness? Um, well, I've always been an athlete. I played soccer. I played a little bit of water polo in high school. Whoa. Damn, deep end or what? It yeah. had to be the deep end. Well, how did the water horses polo You had water. it because you switch, right? Well, I'll, okay. Water so polo. Some schools had a deep end, like yeah. Lincoln Way, where I went to school because they have more money. But there was other schools that we would go to. They did not have a deep end, but you had to tread water in like three and four foot water. So your knees are like... In your chest, trying to, what? you know, it was very difficult. So you couldn't, That's like, true. go off the bottom of the no. pool. The ref would Did call you. I spent a lot new. of time in the penalty box in water polo, though. Did you? Yeah. Awesome. Hell Pretty yeah. much just did it to stay in shape, like, during soccer season in high school, because I did not play soccer in high school my junior and senior year. Mm. I did water polo instead. So disc golf comes out of? So disc golf came from a good buddy of mine, Brian Marcotte. Do any of you know Brian? No, I know that name. You probably do, Sean. He's, I probably know him. Yeah, he's friends with like a lot of the Trinity guys. He's real good friends with Al. Anyways, Brian taught me how to play disc golf at Haynes Park in New Lenox. Haynes! Back yes. in the day. And I remember him telling me, you should play tournaments. You can throw pretty far for a girl. And I was like, nah, it's just not mm-hmm. my thing. I'm just mm-hmm. here to hang out and have a good time. So he taught me how to play. Played casually for... A year or so, and then my now husband and I moved to Chicago for five, almost five years. Mm-hmm. Didn't play hardly at all because there's no disc golf in the city. Tell me about it. We tried to play that course at IIT once. You oh. guys ever played that? 
I've lived in Chicago now since 2013. I've still never played that course because I've heard Don't it's bother. just disappointing. <laughs> yeah. We tried um, to play it. Played like one or two holes. People everywhere. Yeah. Middle of campus. Sidewalks everywhere. You just can't do it. Sounds like it is the work. reason Disc Golf Chicago started is because I was sick of like, one, I have to drive to the suburbs to go play, which fine, I'll do that. But if I show up and I don't have someone to play with, like I don't want to just go up and play solo rounds. So yeah. I was like, I'll I'll make people come play with me. Yeah. So we used to play ultimate <laughs> all the time in the city because we couldn't uh-huh. disc golf. Uh-huh. But all of my friends love Frisbees. So we played ultimate at Humboldt Park almost every awesome. weekend. And then when we moved back out here, I had a baby, moved back out to the suburbs. Gabby is my husband's cousin's wife. And Gabby was wanting to start a women's disc golf I didn't club. realize there was that connection. I thought you guys yeah. were just good friends. No, it's family oh, yeah. connection. Got it. Cool. Tommy so, is cousins with your husband. Tommy cool. and Richie are cousins. Cool. Yeah. You're going to have to drop like, the, the It's Is there uh, fathers or again. one yeah. mother? Or who's the, who's the relation yeah. with their parents? So let's build this Tommy's tree. mom is Richie's dad's sister. Bingo. And their New whole family the plays the disc golf. The map has expanded. We played disc golf as a family once with all the cousins. There was almost 30 of us. You can have a family tournament. There was three generations of people playing disc golf together. It's amazing. So you move back to the burbs. So anyways, move back to the suburbs, looking for something to do. I'm a stay-home mom now. I need to do something for myself. And I was like, I play some disc golf. I'll help Gabby and support Gabby in what she's trying to do and show up and give me a little me time. And I did. And it's just evolved from that. I've dove in head first, running tournaments and running leagues, and I love it. I have the time for it. I'm still a stay-at-home mom. I'm very lucky to be able to do that. For sure. And yeah, I love throwing a good party. So mm-hmm. I got into the tournament stuff. So you got right so into fun. the event organizing side of it because yeah. you just like you enjoy putting things together. Yeah. I was so like, I can do this. What was your first tournament that you helped put together? So the first tournament I helped put together was Frenzy. Three years ago was our first tournament. Oh, wow. Okay. Was it three? So Birdie Babes yeah. existed yeah. for a couple of years before their the first like event. Yeah. Gotcha. So Gabby started it in the fall of 2014. Wow. We I jumped in. Already. Wow, like that's the so cool. spring of the next year of 2015. And then uh, the next year, we decided, let's do a tournament and see what happens. And it was great. Everyone loved it. Do you it remember what so the turnout fun. was like to that first uh, first event? The first event was... It was in the 30s. It was I a think it was right? about 30s. It was yeah. at yeah. Trinity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the funny thing about it, we had a lot of women from out of state come, and we still oh, wow. do. I'd say it's almost 50-50. The no girls kidding. that sign up for our tournament are half from Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana. Let's, I remember uh, not the Wisco go hard. any of those, yeah. yeah. They come down, they go hard. Can we talk about why that is? That's uh, It's an interesting thing, because that doesn't happen with like... Right. It doesn't happen with them. I think tournament. it's just because the events are few and far between. Right. But that's the specific. only women's yeah. event we have around here all year. Wow. And in other places, it's pretty much the same. So I think that's why the Midwest tour is really cool because it's not that far. Mm-hmm. You can go to almost all the tournaments in just a few hours drive and be part of a whole tour. And every event you go to, there's, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 plus women. And yeah. it's a great feeling. And you got, for us, we have to travel, you know, to get to those mm-hmm. sold out events. Awesome. I'd like to see more sell out here. Yeah, really? Well, well, yeah. Maybe we'll have to change that in 2021. Maybe. Yeah. I want to do some more events next year. All ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
This year's kind of hard. Last year was kind of hard. I had a baby. Me and Gabby actually had babies within five days of each other. What? So uh, last year for leagues was interesting because it was hard to commit to being there. Um, And then this year with everything going on, it's tricky, but Mm -hmm. I want to do more. I want more events for girls. I want to do more match play events. I want to do more unsanctioned events. Love it. I think those are things that really bring women to the sport. Totally. And if we're talking about growing women's disc golf, right? Yeah. It starts with putting discs in hands of women who've never played. How do we do that? Um, I think there's a lot of good ways that we do do that. I think You said doo-doo. 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 Poo-poo. Dookie. She just had a kid, so she... Dookie fingers. Yeah. Doo-doo is... No shame. Yeah. Doesn't even face her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Um, Let's get back. No, it's fine. Uh, Putting discs in hands. Of women you've never played, right? That's how you're going to grow it. Like, having more tournaments and stuff doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get more women that are tournament ready to come play tournaments. But I think it starts with events like Prison Putting League. And any indoor putting leagues where mm. they're trying to make where a 30 foot relax. shot. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yeah. And even if they throw that disc 50 times, they're probably going to make one of them. And it's that one shot that you make that you're like, ooh, I want to do that again. I think I can do that again. So it's it's kind of like a low pressure, mostly fun. There's a real social element to it. Yes. And you can say, hey, you can come like check this event out. Even if you don't want to play, just come along. Yeah. And kind of soak up the energy of the And of it's co ed. I've learned yeah. over the years that women like that. They like to be able to go to events and things with their boyfriends, with their husbands, you know, mm-hmm. do things together. Yeah. So I think those kind of things are what women should be playing to in, get introduced to disc golf. I really mm-hmm. like the idea of the unsanctioned tournaments being mm-hmm. more of a focus because, you know, I've been trying to get my wife out to play. There's no way I would sign her up for a sanctioned tournament. No. Sure. Like, no it way. just doesn't make any sense. But when there's no pressure and it doesn't matter and you guys are just out to have fun and play disc golf and, like, play in a tournament, get the feel for it. But it's it's not going to penalize you in any way in the future. Who cares? Yeah. Right. I have a good time. Right. So that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. I think unsanctioned events are a big way to grow women's The putting golf. league seems like the best, like the softest in. I agree. It's It's purely fun. There is an opportunity to, like, get the thrill of competing. Mm-hmm. But it's not the focus. It's like, especially the the JPPL, because the atmosphere of that is like, we're yeah. jamming over there. We're, it's a party. Yeah, it's yeah. a party. party. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, compared to men's disc golf, how, how competitive do you, do women take this? Because I know when you're playing men's tournaments, it gets intense. Sure. I feel like women's events are so much more relaxed. They're still competitive, but it's more about the event and the experience. I think there's a lot more camaraderie with the women. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, I was thinking about this in one of your other episodes when you guys were talking about the men's leagues being like gangs. Yeah. I like that. But you know what? <laughs> we can't do that as women. Yeah. We kind of all have to be on the same You're team. You're one gang. Yeah. Yeah. We're like team women. Yeah. You know, we can't really split off into different, even like the dolls. I love the dolls in Wisconsin, Jenny Sanfilippo's crew. Yeah. And even when we get together with them and play with them, like there's no amount of like, we're going to beat you. Or yeah. Nothing. I mean, the, I'm sure it's there. There are, I mean, obviously women that compete have that competitive nature, but I feel like there's a lot more empathy. Oh, yeah. When you're beating someone or. I don't want to beat you, know, you too bad. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you just, you still want to be friends after. Sure. You know, but there are, yeah, there's women that are competitive that want more of that competitive nature from it. 
I, I would say from the very limited experience I have, like I said, I went to the the One Feather Frenzy, which is I think the only all ladies event that I went to, and just the players meeting was such an eye opener. I literally walked away from the players meeting and I was like, nothing like that has ever happened at one of our events where they literally spent the players meeting was basically everybody like complimenting each other and telling stories about like things that we can all relate to and like building each other up. Most yeah. of our players meetings have like one guy speaking. Everybody in the crowd is harassing him, busting his balls while he's trying to get through the thing. Mm-hmm. And like, and then it's half the, the people don't know what the yeah. ODs are. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so it's such a precious thing though. Cause we only have that one event every yeah. year to look forward to that. We're like, we just want to soak it all up and mm-hmm. make yeah. the very best of it that we can. I think a awesome. lot of guys would not admit that that would be a good thing for us, but I think that would be awesome. Well, to just like yeah. get everybody together and like be a lot more positive. And do you I want me to run a that. men's tournament? That could be. Well, happy. that's actually it's funny that you say that because that was going to be my next question to you. Is is it weird for somebody like myself who puts on pretty big unsanctioned events? If I were to do something for the women, would it not have the same feel? No. I think it would. I think the women are what bring that feel and bring that vibe. It's just how we are. Whether we're at leagues, whether we're at a tournament, it's always the same vibe. Mm. Everyone's always complimenting and high-fiving and, dude, that was a great shot. And, you know, it's just, we're just all really good friends, too, at this point. We've known each other for a long time. There's only a small core group of us, and we're like sisters, you know? Yeah. Do you think that the 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 way that men like to um, you know give each other a hard time and and maybe are um, more competitive? Do you think that uh, discourages some girls from coming out and playing the mostly male dominated leagues and stuff like that? Sure, I I can speak from personal experience that I have felt that way about going to play at a men's league and being intimidated by you. Just feel like you're always trying to catch up. We can't throw as far as you guys. We can't. You know, it's like it can be a little discouraging. But I've done it. And it's fun. Okay. And I still recommend overcoming those fears and just get yourself out there and do it. That's why I like those putting league type events Mm -hmm. because there isn't that, you know, strong competitiveness there. It's interesting to me because when I try to think it through, when I try to wrap my head around the whole, you know, everything in that package, it's like, I can't imagine a a dude like playing on a card with you in leagues and like out driving you and then turning to you and being like, what, what? (laughs) Like that's no, never going to happen. Wouldn't. The guys but aren't like that. You even guys when it's not like that, that overt, like it doesn't have to be that overt and that vibe can still be there. That's like, I get that vibe from playing on cards in leagues where you're like, all right, bud, that was a good shot. <laughs> Chill out. Let's go walk to it. What's the big deal? You sure. Know? Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah, so yeah. I can't imagine how some women feel if they're not used to that league, you know, feel or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's why we like to make our leagues fun, too. We do things like the dot game, yeah. which I think is a great example of being competitive, but also Ooh, just being inclusive. Yeah, you gotta yeah. So back. the dot game is if you miss your putt, but you hit the basket, you get a dot. So whoever has the most dots at the end of your round on your card gets a dot prize. Oh, and we cool. have a dot prize Ooh. bin. Ladies love the prizes. God. We do lots of prizes. Stealing your ideas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I wanted to steal some ideas from the the, the last event I went to. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed with the CTP flags, they were like it wasn't just an orange flag. They were butterflies. The I they were butterflies. Them and I was like, if <laughs> if we had flags that had like something to do with the theme of the event, that's just a cool. As far as event hosting goes, that's such a ladies' touch, but it takes the event to another level. It does. Absolutely. It adds a lot of flair. Yeah. Um, and then we need uh, more flair, guys. Yeah, more flair. Step up the flair game. Uh, and then you also had a thing where there were certain CTPs that were only available to people if they brought a snack. So if you if you'd contributed something, 
then you were able to play for this prize. So that it was actually a little different. They were handmade goodies that people made. They were available to everyone. Oh, I see. But we had one on every hole. So the first round, we did baked goods for all the CTVs, for all the divisions, and then we all shared them after. <laughs> In true <laughs> ladies' so fashion. <laughs> That's awesome. Love yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guys kind of do that in a way too, but it's not as obvious. Some people, if it's doubles and you hit the ace, you split it with your, you know, your partner and, you know, yeah. there's all sorts of stuff like that that you do. It, it's not as celebrated. Well, as the women you, nobody do. wants yeah. to admit that we're doing things to be nice to each other or because it's, right. yeah. you don't want to get too close to feelings. You know, that's, yeah. uh, that's yeah. weird, this right? It's disc golf. Yeah. 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 I, I have a, a, another question that's, let's say in the five years that you've been playing since you came back and like you've been consistently involved for five years now. Can you point your finger to anything that's like, well, things have changed since then? Or like, are there any noticeable changes that you have felt? Yeah, I think there's a lot of change. I think there's been a lot of women in and out of birdie babes. Uh, We lose women to having babies, to moving out of state. It's hard to keep the same crew of people around. And that's probably like our biggest change is the group of people that we have is constantly changing as far as like other things that have changed, I mean, you guys do such a good job of like including women's divisions in your tournaments. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that was always the case. I feel like that was kind of fought for as more women became. Yeah, I mean, it's like a chicken or the egg type of thing. More ladies started to come out. Yeah. So it, you know, right. we needed to have those spots for the women who were like, hey, we want to compete. Supply and demand. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it was anything to do with providing those as it was it was a requirement because there were so many ladies yeah, showing requesting up. Like, it, oh, wanting you have it. to have this division. Yeah. See, I was thinking about having a sort of representative, like, you know, Paige Pierce and having some of these like pros that are just getting so big. And like, I don't know if it was that prevalent five years ago. Oh, you no, know? we're still, I feel like voicing for more FPO coverage and events and things like that. Do you think people like Paige Pierce and, you know, Katrina Allen and all those top pros, do they play a, a very large role in the local scene? Because I feel like a lot of the women w- may not pay much attention to that. I agree. I don't think everyone's into that, but I think it's something cool to get into. I think it's another reason to be into disc golf as you can be fans of these really cool top pros who right are doing big things and making their name known. And Paige Pierce is, you know, she's really paving the way with, you know, everything that she's doing with her contract and money. And I mean, there's just a lot to look up to. It's really inspiring what these women do for themselves, for disc golf, for women in general. It's awesome. That's that's kind of what I was wondering if that's like, does that really make a difference to how you guys feel about the sport? Because for I don't know about you guys, but like seeing there's certain pros that you see and you're just like, man, I just I love that dude. Like I just respect what he's doing. I like it's there's certain pros that you can really connect with, like on a personality wise. I would love to just like play with that person or hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there weren't many of those FPO options before, but there are now, you know, that seems like a very important thing. You know, you mentioned the inspiration, and I think just as much as hosting the right kinds of events, having the right sort of people to look up to. That might be another like chicken or the egg kind of thing, but that seems very important to me. Mm -hmm. Just guessing. Yeah, for sure. It is important. And I think it's also individual. Like I am into that stuff. I like watching the pro coverage. I like watching all their little in the bag, all that stuff. I like to nerd out about all, but not everybody's that deep 
Right. into disc golf some yeah, I don't I don't think ladies... it's the thing that gets you into it I think it's the thing that keeps you into right. it right for makes sure you, or for, makes for you both sexes like mm-hmm. I know so many guys that have been coming out here for three or four summers that you know they play and now they're coming out to bag tags and I'll talk about pro disc golf stuff and they'll be like oh I don't watch that I don't know what that's about sure so it's it's not really just the ladies I think it happens for the guys too yeah. but it's a thing that kind of draws you in like you were saying that kind of keeps you coming back yeah and it's cool like we went to worlds last year and it was cool to go down there and see all these pros watch them throw in person is unbelievable Mm -hmm. they just make it look so easy it's very and like they're having so much fun yeah yeah they are which i can't i cannot i cannot imagine performing in front of the kind of crowds at at like an event like ledgestone Watching her do that in front of those crowds and making it look so effortless and having fun, like just chatting with her friends too while the round is going on, like yep. super inspiring. Super cool. Yeah. I think a lot of them are really cool people. What do you think is necessary for for like the next sort of stage of growth, so like to reach the next level? What what kind of things do you think would help to make that happen? As in like. What needs to change for us to get to that next level? So can I can I add something to be more specific? Yeah. yeah. Would you prefer to keep women's disc golf segregated out? Do you want that to continue to be the future? Or would you like to see where it, it doesn't necessarily matter what the gender is? Hmm. I think both. I think I would like to see women's disc golf be able to stand on their own without needing men's events to sell out and things like that. Like like <laughs> if you if you prefer to keep all women's events separate and have them just be women's events or have gender not even like play a role in who you are as a disc golfer. Yeah. Just women and men playing together, cats and dogs, hysteric. Yeah, you know. because there were some <laughs> pro tour events where yeah. uh, um, mass hysteria. Mass hysteria, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Trying to find the ghost. Yeah, there were some yeah. Pro tour events where men's and women's divisions were coupled together, like it was just an open division. Um, mm-hmm. And I know Paige Pierce had to play with the men, and she held her own pretty well. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah. there were a lot USDGC. of USDGC. You know, there was a lot of controversy over that situation because there wasn't a women's division offered. It it, it was just a mixed division. It, there was no men's and women's. It was just open. I think that's great. I personally like to encourage people to play above their skill level especially in tournaments. I think you can learn a lot mm. from playing with men and playing in events like that. Um, but like I said, I, I think it would be great to see women's events stand on their own and sell out, but we just don't have that right now. We don't have enough of those events. It's nice to be able to sign up for men's tournaments and be on a field with a sold out tournament. So to get that evolution where women's events stand up on their own and yeah. they draw that kind of like that attention, you know, that that attraction to to more players. We talked about this a little bit outside. I'll share my idea, and you expand on it. In my eyes, or in my mind, getting more kids involved—that's good for everybody, like men and women. Yeah. But I think getting younger girls to start playing, you know, starting from that younger age—that's how you'll see more competitive girls playing, you know, at that level where they want to be in more events. Absolutely. Or either expand on that or like, is there another idea that you think would help women's events stand on their own more so like getting to that next level? Yeah. I mean, it's all about the growth. It's all about getting discs in hands of women that have never played. That's true growth of the sport. It's not just, you know, we want more women's events and tournaments. We need women to play these events. So we need women to 
get on the course and play these other things and just learn how to play disc golf, teaching the kids how to play disc golf, then they're going to see, you know, these events and they're going to want to play them. And it's how it's going to grow, you know, is, is getting the kids involved too. So it sounds like the biggest things in our group consensus is more unsanctioned fun events that are sort of inviting, mm-hmm. less competitive, mm-hmm. uh, that, that will help make more of an intro, you know, mm-hmm. help introduce more people. And then I think in general, not just women's, but you know, yeah, overall, that, but especially for the women, I think yeah, I guess for anybody who and is interested, crowd, like but, uh, yeah. Scott Rangel's putting that league together right. with the kids too. Like we've got to get that in there. Yeah. I think yeah. too, uh, uh, devil's advocate to Jason's question and Amy's response is there are only so many spots for a tournament. I mean, I've been kind of put in a position where I've had to steal spots from MA4 to accommodate the ladies' divisions. So from a TD perspective, it's it's kind of tough. Like, I'd almost like to see more women compete so I could go, okay, let's do a completely separate women's day or a women's event For sure. alongside of these because as women's disc golf is growing, disc golf period is growing. So we have more guys that are like, hey, I want the MA4 spots where I'm only allocated eight spots for women altogether where I've already stole four spots from MA4 or MA50 or whatever division it is. It's easier to run an all women's event than it is to say, let's get 50 women and 200 guys and make that happen. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to do. For sure. Unless you're doing like an unsanctioned thing. But yeah, I think that actually ties into a point I wanted to talk about, about like what needs to change. Um, I think that relationships with other park districts needs to change to accommodate women's events. Shorewood, for example, right. as we know, I've tried to have an event at Shorewood for the last four years. Yeah. It's been very difficult. Round Barn is another great example. Round of- Barn is just like consistently all I hear is that the park district has not been supported. We need to talk to yeah, the people over do. in Manhattan. We do. And it's great that we have leverage like Delwood to show them a contract like, hey, we can pay 150 bucks and have a tournament at the number five disc golf course in the entire world. Right. Yeah. You know, and Round right. Barn wants to charge us 750 bucks. Yeah. It's kind of a joke. Yeah, they don't understand. Yeah. You know, I've emailed back and forth with Shorewood too many times. At this point, it's like, I'm ready to go into their park district office, set up a meeting and speak with someone face to face. Like, hey, how can we do this to work together so yeah. that we can have these events here? Because I want to have right. those courses more available for women's events because sure. they're so lady friendly. Yeah, yeah, and I think it would be a lot less discouraging to play a tournament at Shorewood or Round Barn totally. versus oh, Trinity or Delwood or you know what oh I mean. Oh my god, like, that's right. such a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I almost want to take uh, a, take a clip from this episode where we're talking about it, how the people feel about it, mm-hmm. and just like this is the these are the conversations that are being had. Courses that have much more to offer are being much more accommodating, and courses that people would people would like to come play here, and we could do cool things for this course and for this park. Mm-hmm. But everybody feels like yeah, we're at stuck. At this point, Round Barn is a marginal course in most people's eyes. But so, so many people want pay? to do cool things yeah, there. But why but would you pay that much money exactly. to be at that course if it's going to be that right. difficult? Yeah. I'd much rather be here. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so yeah, I love the idea of having a clip and just like emailing it. Like, I would like to have a meeting with you. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I I literally sent Shorewood Park District a copy of the contract from Delwood. This is what we sign with them. This is a cheat sheet for you. Right. Do this. Make this. What did they say? Let's do it. They never responded. <laughs> Ooh, well, you, you, uh, you and I have... went back and forth with them many times. And most of the time, the response I would get via phone or email is, 
let me talk to my team and I'll get mm-hmm. back to you. Sure. And I, Circle they, back. I wouldn't, they wouldn't yeah. get back. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough because some of those people have been in those positions for forever and sure. you're trying to break through the noise. Like the, you're just noise to them. Right. They don't, they're not really appreciating the nuance of it's what. It's easier to. Well, and that's it. the yeah. thing too. How many people are, do, are knocking on their door like me? Probably not that many. To right. them, yeah. it's maybe not enough demand to take action on what needs to be done to mm-hmm. have events there. And right. I, I think that the term, you know, the, the expression is breaking through the noise. And I think I would have thought that sending the Delwood contract would help break through that noise right. a little bit, but if that's not doing it right next level, here's what people are talking about. Yeah. However, how many, I don't know how many listeners listeners we have at this point, but I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's like a dozen or so at least. I think it's, yeah. it's, like it's, in the, it's in the hundreds. I mean, it's, it's Joe but, Moore, uh, <laughs> Joe Moore later that day. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's good for a couple listens. Yeah. But yeah, just to show like this, the, this is the voice of this community at the moment. And this is the sentiment. Like, yeah. And honestly, they could even just drive by here on a nice day and see the community out playing here. I mean, mm-hmm. there, when I got here today, it was packed. Packed. Right. Packed. People are here all the time. Yeah. So if they see that and they see, wow, if we put more time into these parks like that. We'll get our community out playing disc golf mm-hmm. and being more active. There's so many positive things that come from playing disc golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to be a part of the mission break through the noise with round barn and Shorewood. Let's do so, it, man. Yeah, let's work on I'm it. We already are. It. It's happening. It's already, okay. it's already uh, Well, if Sean's on it, then it's, it's good. It's, in, it's it. in the best hands. Yeah. You, That's you awesome. You had another point about um, the, the kinds of discs that um, are available that, you know, like, yeah, so there's certain discs that ladies I feel should be throwing. Latitude 64 makes an easy to use line of discs, very lady friendly, lighter weights, which is hard to find. I don't know if a lot of girls know this, but even though if Sean doesn't carry them all in the store, he'll order you anything that you want. He just needs yep. to know. He just needs to know you want it. Yeah, yep. yeah. But just he's got sapphires up. in here. What else? Got you a got? bunch of you got diamonds. Diamonds. I've got diamonds. Jades. I always get I like jades. all the slower speed uh, fairway drivers. I always get them in lighter weights for the yeah. girls. They're all here. Yeah, and I think that one sixties. Educating girls on what they need to throw will make a big difference in their game too. I see a lot of girls throwing their boyfriends, Max you know, hundred seventy-five gram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like destroy, that was part destroy, of my beef. Uh, like yeah. it's the same situation. Like yeah. you're throwing the wrong discs, and that's yeah. going to discourage you. Yeah, right away. Hey, right. ladies, it's don't date a guy that. that gives you a Firebird. Let's just yeah, right off the bat, Correct. or that drives one. He's either a no. dummy or a jerk. Yeah. And- both are not good. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, those those discs are a huge part of helping to grow women's disc golf. They're available, they're out there, and they're easy to use, just like they say. Get, getting discs in the hands and getting the right discs in the hands is yeah. a big part of it. So it sounds like just to wrap up the major points of, of what's it going to take to help things change, more fun, social, low-pressure events, getting the right discs in their hands, helping to get more kids involved. I mean, did we hit all the points? Is there is there more stuff that you know that are important that we're not getting to? No, I think that's the main gist of it. It's definitely got my wheels spinning on how I can incorporate more with the ladies, even all the way down to bag tags. Like with bag tags, I've never really done a ladies division and I think I need to. Yeah. I mean, just tonight, you know, with uh, quarantine qualifier going live, I'm going to list off some names uh, of the divisions Ooh. that are filling here. If you're not on that list, you better be. FA3, just in an hour and a half, we have seven out of 12 girls signed up. We've yes. got 
Brittany Sands. We've got Brittany, I would just say Brittany V because she's got a really long yeah. name. She knows who she is. <laughs> Aaron Havoc, Jenna Thiessen, Jessica Del Rey. I don't even know who that is. Mm-hmm. I don't either. I know everybody, I and I don't know who that is. Uh, Rima is signed up. Cheryl Swan is signed up. Allison Pern, she's another one. She's like a North Side kind of. She's like hitting it hard. She's Killer. awesome. She's awesome. Yep. She's awesome. Uh, Janet Hershey, of course, and Michelli are all signed up, and it is fantastic. So, yeah. just kind of really is starting to open my eyes that I need to do more for the ladies while I'm doing things that I'm yeah. doing. Yeah, I mean the girls are always signing up for your tournaments. Yeah. I think they were the first divisions that sold out in the old Oak warm-up last year, right? Within like minutes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they're there. They're, they want to play. They're out there. The wheels are spinning, ladies. Reel them in. <laughs> uh, I'm on DG scene right now. I'm just registering for the quarantine qualifier. Get on. I noticed uh, the top level of donation you named stimulation. <laughs> yes, I did. Stimulation. Stimulation. Oh, awesome. Uh, okay. I'm signed up for that. I now. also want to mention that typically we do Birdie Babes League Nights on Tuesday nights. Mm. And this year we are changing it up to do it on Wednesday nights with the J-Town Handicap League. Oh, awesome. Cool. So I think whenever that does get going, I'm hoping that that's going to grow women's golf too and have women coming out with their husbands, boyfriends, stuff like that. You know, again, those events where they can go together, mm-hmm. leagues they can show up together. It eases that little bit of nervousness that someone might have who's never played with a league before. Mm-hmm. And it's a great time. Jesse runs the Wednesday Handicap Leagues, and he's awesome. He's super accommodating and helpful. Jesse's the Always best. to the, win- mm-hmm. to the yep. women. Yeah, he is. Quick shout out while I'm looking at all of the lists here for uh, Quarantine Qualifier. So when you signed up, there was also another option for you to donate some more money to the Delwood Course Fund for the awesome projects I've got coming up. Uh, we had a $5, $10, you were naming the the, the top tier of the donation was 100 bucks, and that was called Simulation. Uh, there was one person that did that. Who was it? Mr. Jeffrey Svakoda. Jeff Svakoda. Jeff Svakoda dropping 100 bones on the donation. Uh, thank you, Jeff. You are amazing. Total, as of right now. Unreal. With 169 wow. people signed up, there was an additional $810 that came in from further donations. So you guys are absolutely amazing. Thank the, you so this community, man. Um, Unreal. Yeah. Like speechless. That's Jeff, unbelievable. That's yeah. You guys yeah. are amazing. Uh, obviously, we enjoy doing the things that we do for the for the love of it. But knowing that you guys, the audience, and, and you know, the players out here, you you cared so much as well. And you're it puts all the wind in our sails. Mm-hmm. So that's um, right. Thank you. This guys. is why I do the things that I do. And we all do the things we do. I think we've covered about as much as we can cover today, which takes us to a transition. It's time for the mailbag. Mailbag. Mail time. Jason, take us away. Hey, all right. Uh, since I drink in podcast, I'm going to start with this question that was submitted by Garrett Vermont. Uh, he wants to know, drinking while disking. Okay or nah? Uh, I'll I'll give my two cents first. I think during league play, well, I guess you can't do it during a tournament, right? If Correct. it's if it's sanctioned, Correct. you just can't do it. If it's leagues and it's laid back, yes, totally fine. Of course, do it responsibly. I think we've talked about it once before on the show where yeah, I mean, that's people the have gotten answer, but yeah. people have gotten sloppy and that yeah. ruins yeah. the vibe. I, I was talking with Sean about this earlier. There is a moment where. When you need to have a few beers before you think you can play to the level that you need to, 
that's a problem. That's an issue. But if you just want to have a few, you know, there's also some guys that carry more beer than they do discs. And I think that's a problem. Like by the end of the round, if you're stumbling home, like you need to reevaluate your life situation and not just disc golf. But if it's just a few casual beers, I think that's fine. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with a couple of yeah. casual yeah. brewskis. Yeah. Yeah. That. I have a couple of friends who yeah. will have like, way. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, as long as you're not becoming obnoxious. Then That's what we do to unwind. Just drink like, responsibly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Always drink responsibly. I feel like I've heard that before. Uh, all right. This next question comes to us from Max Lopez. He wants to know what are the nicest discs you've ever lost and or found? Uh, I answered this question on Facebook. Uh, Max is one of my oldest friends, by the way, I've known uh, okay. Max and I met at when we were camp counselors. So, I've known Max since I was like 16. Was he a Barbie girl? No, no. We actually never were in the same cabin as counselors. Uh, He always ran his own show. But I'm going to give the same answer I did on Facebook. When uh, Pam Greer came to uh, Pam Greer of like Jackie Brown and like the the, The the movie. Yeah, Pam Greer. She had an autobiography came out and I went to the book signing and I got her to sign my DVD copy of Jackie Brown, which was like. I mean, she's she's kind of a C list celebrity, but it was still pretty cool because I love cool. I love yeah. that movie, and yeah. she touched my shoulder, so that was really cool. Mm. Um, never wash your cool. shoulder, yeah. never, yeah. never, and mm-hmm. I I will never. It's got COVID on it now. Um, but yeah, I put that DVD in my laptop on a road trip at one point, and then that disc never. Oh Jesus! Never came back to me. <laughs> I was not following your train of thought whatsoever. <laughs> I was like, when does this become disc golf related? It was a DVD. It was never disc golf Surprise. related. Oh my it's god! DVD like, disc. DVD disc. Yeah. Good lord. It had Pam's signature on it, and it was a cool movie, and uh, that's gone forever now. Damn. Bummer. I don't think I have any actual discs that I'm like, aside from the one that like kept coming back to me. I talked about last week. Yeah. That KC pro Eagle. I don't generally get that attached to discs. Even if I have a disc that it's like, I cannot play around without that disc. Mm -hmm. If I end up losing it, I'm like, ah, I'll get a new one. Yeah. I just never get that attached. There was one that I had that had a cool die on it that never had. I turned it over, you know, gotten a hold of it in the right way. And that one time I did, (laughs) I think it was hole eight at Jericho where the, the lake is on your left and it sailed right into the water and I never got that one back. It wasn't really a special disc. It was just a disc that I remember that I would have liked back. Yeah. I don't really have any crazy discs. Yeah, mine's that I've the same. Found. Yeah, no, yeah. Standing rocks. I had a really cool die that I had done. Lost it, never saw it again. Mm. I'm not the kind of guy that ever spends money on a, like, I've, I see people bidding for like, oh, I'll, I bought this disc for 50 bucks or a hundred bucks and I'm like, nah. Why? Yeah, I did that. <laughs> what, 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 yeah, I've done that a few times. I've done that a few I don't even want to talk about it. No, uh, no now no, you have to talk about it. It wasn't a no, copy of Jackie Brown signed by Pam Greer, was it? No, oh it my was God. A, it was a, I think it was a four-time JK Pro Valkyrie. Mm. And uh, Leanne actually lost it. Oh. Kind of. It was both of our faults. We threw each other's bags in the soccer field at Ole mm. and must have miscounted. When we oh, threw them. And it had to be the four time. It had to be the four time. So yeah. it was a disc that you spent some good money on? I spent like 50 bucks on it, I think. 40, See, that's bucks. if I spent that much but money I on a disc, I would it. hate to like, throw it. Like I didn't just <laughs> buy it and right. like I threw it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh. I also lost a die that I did that I loved on a diamond at uh, Shanahan. Never got what was the die? I did it myself. Yeah, but what was it? Um, It was like tie-dye kind of. Oh, cool. All bunch of colors. Kind of looked like some little brains on there. I tried to do the brainwave yeah. um, dye TM. effect on it. I yeah. used hair color. Nice. <laughs> but I loved it. Thing flew like a dream. 
Never got it back. All right, next question comes to us from Dick Pilch. He wants to know the best player you ever got to play with, whether it's pro or amateur. Uh, Ricky Wysocki. Same. At the, what was it called? The Saki Bomb Challenge? Mm-hmm. It was an event here. He played uh, one hole with everybody. I think it was hole eight. Hole eight. Yep. And I asked him to throw the arrow be arrow, and he did, and he, he did. almost deuced with Damn, it. That's right. It was that's that so you did cool. that. That's, yeah, I remember him. I think I have video that. of that. I forgot that you did, video. and uh, I asked him like because I was recording as well, and I was like, I know you have a discraft. Uh, or he had a sponsorship. I forget who he was playing. Innova. Discraft. Innova. Innova. So he had a, he had the end of a thing, and I was like, "Is it going to be bad for you if uh, you're seen throwing another manufacturer's disc?" And he's like, "I don't know, but probably don't put it online." And I was like, "No problem, totally understand." And before that hole was over, Sean posted it online, and I was <laughs> I like, "Don't give a shit." I was like, if Sean posted it, then I'm going to share it. So yeah. I'm 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 free of Ricky uh, slept at my house multiple times. Don't worry about it. Cool. So yeah, that was pretty cool. And when I first started to get into like watching pro coverage, uh, he was the first like predominantly sidearm thrower that I ever saw. And I'm a sidearm thrower. So I was like, if I ever got a chance to like play alongside that guy would be the coolest thing ever. And then it happened like you know, years really later. Cool. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's super cool. I don't think I've played on a card with anybody like that, but I do remember playing with guys like Steve Ratchin and some of the higher end MA1, you know, MPO guys and just not holding my own and thinking, wow, they, you know, they make it look so much easier than I am making it. It wasn't the the distance and it what it was more about how much more accurate and how many Smoothness. less mistakes. Yeah. It was the oh, I let it go a little too far to the left and it's tagged a tree. And they were like right down the middle, right where they needed to, you know, every single time. And it's it's more about consistency. And that's what really got me with those. I'm actually going to go amateur player. How was it worded? Amateur or? The best. Amateur? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm going to go, and everybody knows this guy, but he's, he's not a pro. Uh, Mike Cousins, owner of Sandy Point. Point Resort. Uh, this is two years now. He came down and we got to play Delwood together all 27 holes and it was a treat. Hmm. He is my idol and it was probably the coolest uh, thing ever. Yeah. He's my awesome. cousins yeah. for the win. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten to play some doubles rounds with him and Stu up at Sandy Point when yep. we go up there and it is a blast. Yes. With those guys. So I don't blame you one bit. What about you, Jason? Uh, uh, I would have to say it's an amateur, and it was Sean because I only played once, and it was with him. <laughs> <laughs> you still play and only one time, like but maybe I did someday. Not like it. Maybe someday. I got uh, to play with Ricky a little bit. So I went to the indoor disc golf experience a couple years ago and by Milwaukee, and he did a putting clinic and. We were just by ourselves and we made up our own hole. We were like <laughs> shooting in the soccer goal and got to play with him. It was pretty cool. He was really nice. Yeah. Ricky's yeah. super nice. He's and I nice also yeah. love every round I ever get to play with Barrett White because she's incredible. Nice. Love her. Yeah. She's awesome. John Cap wants to know, Amy, in your opinion, why aren't more women taking up disc golf? I think they are. I just think that there needs to be more of these events and opportunities for them to do it. We need more of the unsanctioned fun events. And I think the growth will come with it and more women will. More chances to succeed. Yeah. 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 And have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on it. Yeah. That's the way it's got to be. We on it. And Nikki Gurnow? It seems like it would be a silent T. Silent T. I'm not positive. All right. Nikki Gurnow submitted a question wants to know. Uh, How do you deal with unsolicited advice? You know, I like advice (laughs) because I am such an amateur. I enjoy it. I feel it's rarely unwanted. 
in my opinion. You're being too easy. I know. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, because what was the end part of her question? That she can yeah. play for 20 years. for 20 years, I can drive farther than See, that. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. there yet. But yeah. you just take it roll with it i guess i want to know how nikki deals with it because it sounds like she has some issues yeah Yeah. (laughs) she can also want to say the last part of the question yeah i think as as a guy even if if i was playing with someone that i i knew the issue i knew the problem i know how to help you i don't even think i would really get to it like i don't i don't think i could bring myself to say hey you've seen me play i'm clearly better than you are Take my advice. No, I, I, I don't think I would feel comfortable doing that. I know a lot of guys would, I guess, but yeah. When you've watched somebody, let's say you're on a card with somebody and they've been doing just the slightly wrong thing, like the whole round, and you know they're having a hard time, they're starting to like beat themselves up, they're not having fun. I guess that's the point where I feel like I'll step in is if they're getting obnoxious about not doing well. Struggling. Yeah. yeah if mm-hmm. And it's like, we all feel... The, the str- we all feel you struggling right now. And like, either we can just keep feeling it or I can try to offer a little nugget of like, hey, would you, uh, if you want, I can, I have a little tip if you want. At that point, that's a good line to pick up chicks. If you, <laughs> you want a little tip. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but no, what you're saying actually segues nicely into what my next question was going to be. Uh, what are you doing later, Alex? What are you doing later? <laughs> and would you like a little tip? <laughs> Would you like a big tip, if I'm being honest? Uh, no, so <laughs> Michael Tier. How straight are you? <laughs> Michael Tier wants to know, uh, what are some things that your card mate can do that just saps the fun out of the round for you? Mm. This we were just Ooh, talking about card, yeah, mate, yeah, card yeah. mates. I think that's a good question. Yeah. For me, it's um, there's two things that come to mind right away. Somebody that plays music automatically without sort of like just checking with the card. Even if they're playing stuff that I like, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that goes, the right thing to do is ask at least. Yeah. And then if it's music that I don't like, I'm especially annoyed. Like yeah. this yeah, is wireless Bluetooth speakers are supposed to be in your home, not in public. I, that is like yeah. why well, that is becoming a social norm is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. put in earbuds if you want to yeah. listen to music. Well, yeah. well then definitely don't into- pick up disc golf. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm down for it. If we're, if it's like a casual round and it's mm-hmm. your friends and we all kind of know what each other like, but mm-hmm. if it's like a league match and you're on a card with three other strangers and you just like, boop, now we're listening to Garth Brooks. And I'm like, who the fuck okayed this? Yeah. Yes. What in the nineties country is going on here? Yeah. Along <laughs> with that thought, the other, the other end of that would be, you know, somebody on the card that's got uh, headphones in and that is now not paying attention to your cues and like, mm-hmm. Hey, what was your score? Right. Not paying attention to what is going on, you know, with the card. That's another one that, that I've heard from multiple people. Yeah. Earbuds. Don't oh. Just maybe leave oh. one in, leave yeah, one, one in. in, one out. You can listen to oh. some conversations, but listen you to are not you that special guys. No, do not compete with two earbuds. In. Correct. On it's any actually, level. It's now in the rule book. Because it's obnoxious. Of issue. Yeah. Be a part uh, of what's happening. Right. I think the worst thing for me that I've experienced personally was there was a rule change that would allow rangefinders, and it was right before we went to Bowling Green for the first time, and uh, or maybe it was the second time. Um, a group of us went, and I remember playing on the card, and we were at Lover's Lane playing, and some of those holes are wide open and big, you know. And so this guy whipped out a rangefinder, and he was like standing behind us and saying, Hey, do you need a distance on this? And I was like, you know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't, I don't play that way. It's no big deal. Thanks. But there was a guy in the card that was coming to the other two card mates. Like that's illegal. I'm going to call him on it. I'm going to go to the TD. And instead of saying, Hey dude, 
I don't think you can use that rangefinder. He was like tattling on him to the yeah. other two card mates consistently for the rest of the round. And then finally went to the TD and the TD was like, it's legal. Like, and you, know, you guys had to listen to like, have that awkward thing, yeah. which is annoying also. At that point, yeah. At that point, the rule had just changed and I wasn't sure if it was legal or not. I just didn't use it. I don't care if you're going to use it, go for it. And if it's illegal, deal with it. Yeah. You know, that's, but, it's kind of, um, I mean, it's bitch ass behavior. If you, if you have an issue, say it. If you're going to sit there and Absolutely. stew on it, yeah. slash talk about it behind the dude's back. Yeah, it was rough. Just, he was like, just hey, are you going to yeah. second this? Are you going to back me up on this? I don't have Ugh. I don't have a problem with it yeah. at all. I don't know if it's legal or not. I'm playing my game. I don't care if he shoots 14 down with it. Just just let me play. So I just I don't like when people get too serious. Tournament or not, I, I still think that we should be having a good time and like championing, championing each other at all times. Championing. Each other. Champion. Champion. Champion song. Uh, we should just always be taking care of each other and like the high fives. Like I, I I, was always the hype man of my card. Still am like, I want everybody to be having a good time. Yeah. Even at the most serious level of play, let's still be having a good time because that's when the vibes are highest and everybody's going to be competing and playing at their best. I agree. That's good sportsmanship. Yeah. 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 It's important to me. Uh, another thing that saps the fun is somebody who's just sulking or even worse, throwing a fit. Like you, th- you've had, okay, a couple bad shots in a row. We get it. Yeah. We see it, yeah. but you don't have to like drag down the whole card with your shitty yeah. mood. And the, uh, the, I usually play better than this. Yeah, and that then too. Yeah. Then the I last- also don't like when people tell you your score sometimes. Like I'm there mm. to have fun. And when someone will be like having a good time and then someone's like, oh, you're only beating me by one or- Whatever, you know, it's it kind of. Yeah. Hey, did you know you're hitting, a, you're throwing a no hitter? Right. Yeah, right. Dude, I generally think don't, about it now. <laughs> yeah. I generally don't want to know my score just because in my head, I think I know my score and I want to see if I'm right. Like, it isn't like if I'm going to do better or worse and if I know my score, then it's going to get in my head. I just, I don't know. I play a little game with myself and try and be better than I think I was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always like, oh, I think I'm two down. Oh, I was four down. Oh, that's awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like to know my score either. Yeah, I don't so, either. Yeah, just ask before you tell someone their score. I agree. I think. All right, this is a great question. It's kind of COVID related, which uh, mm. now's best time ever to talk about it. COVID what? Yeah, uh, I think I think we're still on nineteen. I think COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's evolved yet. Okay. Uh, what practice routine do you have when you can't get out to a course? I think that's a, a fantastic question to talk about right now. Uh, I, I don't have one. I don't Me have neither. a practice routine. I wish I did. You know what's stupid is um, sometimes when I'm playing, when I'm just killing it on Disc Golf Valley, I'll feel like, man, I'm I got to get out on the course. I'm like dialed in right now. Um, Dude, yeah. <laughs> and, and I know it's dumb, but I'll be like, I just feel like I understand the physics of the disc so no, much more right I'm now. I'm swiping than- my finger just perfect. You know, yeah. let's get out there. Or yeah. just like reading totally. the wind correctly. No, and, I know. Yeah. But really, I don't have much of a routine, you know, what? I um, which is why I'm, I'm a career rec player. I pay attention more to the to the wind and all the other factors in that game than I think I normally do playing disc golf. Of course. Like, I don't think about... Well, if you stuff. had a device that told you the wind is going this direction, yeah. three miles an hour, you would factor it in. That's but true. the best you can do is like lick your finger and hold it up the air and go, uh, I think it's going this direction. Yeah. Is that a little heady? I don't know. Yeah. My, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I don't compete much these days, but my practice routine, and you'll see me out doing this at the shop most days when it's slower, uh, is, is working on that 200 to 225 upshot. Yeah. And then like having a stack of putters and throwing at 
two to 225 and then trying to make those realistic lie putts instead of lining up a stack at 15 feet Mm -hmm. work on two things at once and kind of two bird Mm -hmm. one stone if you have two baskets i've got the two outside the shop here so that's that's my routine that's what i always work on my favorite is to watch people's putting routine before a tournament is to line up 50 footers and just try and bang those out all day You're not going to do that. Unrealistic. Line up some 15-footers, get some confidence, go out to the course and play. You're going to make one out of 10 50-footers. Why are you practicing those? Oh, sure. You know, it's just... Why master that? Why try? Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's like a show-off before the tournament thing, or if you're just... If you're just getting warmed up, that's fine. But most everybody starts outside the circle like, what are you doing? Start from five feet. That would be better than starting from 50. Make the putts. Be more comfortable and then move back. Listen to me. I don't have a practice routine. I... I barely practice when I play. Yeah, we're not the guys that come to no. for uh, perf- like if you want like pro advice, no. we're 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 good people to give you advice on organizing things. Yeah. Um, I can let right. you know who to talk to. Yeah, right. Exactly. Jamie, are you the girl to come to when it comes to practice routines? Unfortunately, no. no. I putt at home. It's about the extent of it. I like to practice like twenty to thirty foot putts. That's good. I think that Great. Yeah, yeah, the in the women's disc golf game, I think the short game is most important for us. Right. up shots and putting so it's about all i do is putt practice those 20 footers yeah. yeah i didn't say at the top uh that question came to us by josh stoyak mm. josh stoyak stoyak. Mm. stoyak uh you want to do some non-disc golf related questions yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah those are those are the ones that I Ooh. Like. uh wait last disc golf related one would you date a guy that you can beat in disc golf i mean i know you're married but hell if, yes if- <laughs> <laughs> that's a dream right <laughs> That was an easy one. Yeah. All right, moving on. Okay. <laughs> uh, that one came from, you said Mike Comis? Yeah, MJ Comis. MJ yeah. Comis. I saw that. He always comes helps at Frenzy, too. He's good. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so our first non-disc golf-related question comes to us uh, from Adam DeBoer. Anybody know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Adam, Adam. DeBoer? Yep. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to know, which one is better, The Office or Parks and Rec? Ooh. Come on. Adam, on, now, now bear in mind, there's a brand new Parks and Rec episode that just aired last night. It doesn't matter. Desperate. It's desperate. <laughs> so it doesn't a, matter. A desperate attempt to try to top The Office is what and you felt that episode It will never was? happen. Here, yeah. Here's my current situation. I watched The Office up until a few episodes after Michael Scott Michael left. Yep. You, you haven't finished the whole and series? I haven't finished, but I've been slowly inching through it, and it's been rough, right? So I took a break. Get over it. He's... He's yeah, right. it's a it's a little rough. Yeah. It's rough. Once he leaves, once Steve leaves, yes, it's not rough. It's just yeah. not as like if it was an eleven out of ten before, it dips down to like an eight. Sure, I'm looking for elevens. Okay, right. So is Parks and Rec is Parks and Rec at that level the whole way through. Have you finished it? No. Well, talk to <laughs> okay. me when you finish. <clears throat> but Damn. I started, yeah, ooh, ooh. I started I got, watching I got beef. Yeah, I started watching Parks Something and Rec. Smells like beef. And for a while, I felt like. Parks and Rec, like, I'm relating to this more. I'm feeling this more. I want to watch this more. I kind of bowed off of that for a little bit. Last night, I watched an episode of The Office, and I am back on that train. Thank you! 100% back on the train. Like, Wait, back on The Office train? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When you first discover Parks and Rec, it's like, oh, this is is just like The Office. And it's like, it it scratches that same itch. Mm -hmm. But it's a second tier office it i mean is. it's yeah it's just a, a tiny notch yeah. below and the episode i watched was they had the saber the triangles and they yeah. were trying to open the store yeah. and then at the end of the episode spoilers they were gonna can dwight 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, Jim comes Jim back and, and saves him. And like that whole episode was just like, Jim, I love you, man. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm back on the train. So yeah, yeah it felt That's good. That's exactly so. why it's the answer is definitely The Office. Mm-hmm. Because, and I'll probably catch a little hate for this. I didn't watch The Office because of Michael. My favorite character was... Is Creed. Jim and and the whole relationship between Jim and Pam because yeah. I'm mushy like that yeah. and uh, Jim and du- is, Jim and Dwight yeah I mean the the relationship between Jim Jim and Dwight and Jim and Pam was like why I watch the show and they were there yeah. the entire time so yeah. Michael was the icing on top don't get me wrong right. I loved mm-hmm. his character but when he left it didn't make me didn't like the show no. any less no. I'm back on the train I'm still disappointed he's not in it but it's still good. It's still great. They had to reach a little bit in the final seasons, uh, but so it's what, still what good. What I don't like about the final season is mm-hmm. the writers were still writing Michael Scott, but it was Andy saying the lines. And to me, that's very apparent because yeah. the things they had Andy saying, he wouldn't have said if you watched that character oh, yeah. grow throughout he the show. He changes completely. He changes completely. Mm-hmm. They were still writing Michael Scott as if Steve Carell was there and he wasn't, and that's why it just it became so apparent to me. It fell apart. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't Amy, like do that. You have but an opinion about this? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know if everybody realizes Parks and Rec was originally written as a spinoff of The Office. That's why Rashida Jones is in it. It was going to be a spinoff of her character. I did not know that, yeah. but there's a lot of characters uh, that uh, yeah. appeared on The Office that Absolutely. are in Parks and Rec. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, Rashida Jones, her character. Uh, oh, my God. Why am I drawing a blank? Karen Filippelli. Karen, Phil- Karen Filippelli. Filippelli. Her, uh, they were going to like give her her own show, mm-hmm. and the concept kind of washed away. And, Good, because I like her much more as Anne Perkins. And they, oh, they rewrote too. the whole yep. show, kept her on. Also, there was another spinoff of the office that never happened the episode called i believe it's just called the farm where dwight's aunt dies uh you meet dwight's brother and sister all that stuff you remember that episode or they yeah. they toward, uh, oscar, toward the end yeah, it's in the, the last season i believe oscar's the only like person that comes out to the funeral and stuff because they're burying her in the front <laughs> yard yeah that was the pilot of a spin-off show wow. that was going to be called the farm about dwight and moe's I and remember, no and the episodes kind of got a weird feel. That, yes, yeah, because absolutely, it was yes. the pilot of the spinoff show hmm. that hmm. NBC did not pick up, but they were like, we got this in the can, and they just integrated into The Office. and Nuts. And it's one of the episodes. There you go. Yeah. That is some very cool trivia. That is. No Side note on that, if you like The Office for the lovey-dovey stuff, make sure you're watching the show Derek, if Dude. you have not. Dude. And Afterlife, if you have Afterlife like, is had the- me. I'm in the shop yesterday, balling <laughs> at it's Afterlife. so good. Got me fucked up. What streaming service is it on? It's Netflix. Netflix, both of them. Derek and Afterlife. I know Derek. I love Derek. Afterlife. I've never even heard of this show. It's, it's, it's such Gervais's a sleeper. new show, dude. It's uh, so good. I've not heard it anyone else talk about it. as good as Derek, dude. Well, I love Derek. Derek was fantastic. Yes. Sean, you're the first person I've heard talk about the show, literally. Oh. And I, I was like every single day checking Netflix. Like, is season two out yet? Is season two out yet? Yep. And it just dropped the other day. Yep. God, is it good. So good. Liz asked the question about uh, what, <laughs> what TV show does your wife watch that you claim to hate, but is secretly your guilty pleasure? Mm. Just say the show that she's talking about, dog. Yeah, yeah, she's talking about. <laughs> she's, um, let's just get clear. to. She wants to cut to the chase. It's not. It's not even a thing. She just wants to think it's a thing. It's ninety day fiance, which 
I despise. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a poison on the, uh, on American society. She clearly thinks you like it. She thinks I like <laughs> it, but what? I guess I love to hate it. Like okay. I'll be like, God damn it! You're watching that show again, and then I'll be like doing my own thing, and I'll turn my head like, What did he just say? God damn it! Like I just can't stop getting involved, but I I actually hate it. But there's a reason why people like shows like that sometimes, and I think it's people like to hate things so i'm not going to call it a guilty pleasure because if it went away to that bitch carol baskin (laughs) there we go yeah my husband would say the challenge on mtv What what is the channel? You watch that? That show. Oh, my fiance is obsessed with that. Really? Show. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, challenge? dude, I yeah. love it, MTV. and he watches like it, the, and he it secretly loves it too. Does he complain about it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes and no. True story. Because he'll yeah. want to watch something else, but mm. we'll be watching mm. that. It's good. All right, our next non disc golf related question is submitted by somebody who's in the room, so I'm going to let her ask this question to the three of you, and hopefully not me. How much can you bench? Ooh. It's been a long time since. What I, year is it? Yeah, I haven't yeah. benched anything. I haven't worked in, out as far as ben- like since high school. Same. I mean, you wouldn't yeah. be able to tell by looking at me, but I don't work out at all. So we don't know a number, but uh, so, we did have half an idea to yeah. to solve this. Let's do it. We were talking about doing a push up contest. Oh, which, so stupid! I think I think we should do it. You're I think you just it. go as, down. do as many as you can, should and then we, you're done. Should we do each of us try? To do a certain amount. I would love it if the three of you were laying on the floor right over here. I don't want to go at the same time. <laughs> I recorded and you guys just kept going think, until you couldn't go anymore. I think we all see who the, the winner is. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we'll just go down same same pace. Okay. And then whoever yeah, was the last man standing wins. I guess we got to do this. We got to do it right now? I'm, or are we yeah. Gonna, yeah. I'm yeah. prepared to get annihilated, but Full? let's give it a whirl. Or are we talking can we go girl style too? <laughs> it is. Hey, it's the ladies the episode. Ladies I got to ask. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Amy say, hey, has to make that rule. Yeah, Amy, make the rule. Can they? No, toes or knees? unless no. you are toes a girl, knees. you no can't toes. do girl pushups. She's laid down the law. Yeah. All right, nice full pushups. Yeah. Full oh pushups. Uh, it should be filmed. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Because this will be fun yeah. content to put yeah. out later. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Who's Two hours later. And we're back. Uh, (laughs) Slightly out of breath. We just had our push-up contest, Mm -hmm. and I was the first one out. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to get to 20. I got to 11, so that's really great. Sean, second one out. I I dipped out at 20. Dipped out at 20. And Dad takes it down. Embarrasses everybody. Sorry. I've got a, a very low body fat index. Same, but I mean... Uh, it helps. That's the only thing that helps. Thanks for submitting that question, yeah. Amy. Great yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Really good stuff. <clears throat> we don't know if this will make the final edit of the podcast, no, but it was great. Okay. That you did. It's okay. I wasn't expecting it to be brought up at yeah. all. I won't be able to feel my arms to edit yeah. this, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> we'll have the video of that contest online soon. Yeah. So. Hey, uh, does anybody have beef with anything this week? Uh, no, not me, but I think somebody might so i don't normally have beef normally i'm a beefless guy right vegetarian i normally go vegetarian in life but if i hear one more goddamn commercial that starts off in these unprecedented times in these troubled times i'm going to lose my yeah. mind <laughs> damn we're gonna do I can't, one now i'm being marketed to correct because yeah. of covid19 right. and 
I'm smart enough to recognize when that happens yeah. and it makes me furious. Yeah. We're all in this together, but let me help you buy a house. Oh yeah. my God. I can't, I can't stand it. Yeah. Like the worst is like these super sentimental commercials mm-hmm. and it's Burger King. Right. And I'm like, just make fucking Whoppers. Don't, don't I don't need you to be sentimental yeah. with me mm-hmm. right now. Burger We're aware. King. Burger King. It's oh my god. Especially it, because you know it's not out of some sense of doing the right thing. It's it's not. always because it went through the corporate machine and they determined if we make this commercial, we will make this much more money. We've ran the numbers, boss, exactly. and we'll see a growth of thirteen percent. Oh, I know exactly. That's how these conversations start. For sure, exactly. And I I absolutely hate it. I can't stand it. Yeah. It's driving me nuts. No, I don't blame you one bit. So we yeah. won't do the the unstable discourse COVID commercial we were planning on doing. Uh, now that we know how you feel, Jason. Yeah, we recorded the whole thing. We'll, times. We'll Please listen it. to Unstable Discourse. We're with you. All the We're way. there Stronger for you. together. It's like I'm trying to watch TV to not think about this right it's now. It's TV. It's radio. It's, the marketing. It's the, the marketing yeah. is just the ads in between podcasts. You can't get away from it. Yeah. Every, they've, every company has re-recorded their commercials mm-hmm. to include an unprecedented time. Yeah. I get it. Can I have a moment where someone's not talking about COVID-19 right now? Yeah. Right. Drive me down. You know, we're coming toward the end here, so we got to get our trivia question in. Jason... What do we have in store for the listeners? Jason here. <laughs> Bag of Tricks. <laughs> He's arrived. <laughs> Bag of Tricks Entertainment bringing you tonight's Trivia Corner. Great job to the handful of people that answered uh, the question last week. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. In keeping with that theme, this week's trivia question is, I want you to tell me what you think Alex, Ryan, and Sean's favorite breakfast cereal is everybody has mm. uh, that one breakfast cereal that either reminds you of when you were a kid and you're you're sitting in your underoos watching he-man and eating your favorite bowl of cereal or as an adult you just love the flavor whatever it is mm-hmm. i want to know what your favorite breakfast cereal is and then we'll reveal it next week we'll give out a hat to the winner just like we've done in the past you're going to go to unstable disc golf gears facebook page look for the post that is a disc with a question mark on it and that's where you will submit your answers to this week's trivia question and can we all just agree that cereal is best after 8 p.m it's I have eaten more Brinners as an adult yeah, than I ever did as a child. Have I you ever eaten cereal in your car at the Taco Bell drive through? When you were there my two trips. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. yeah that's, that's I can only eat in Taco Bell parking lots exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A- Amy, what is your favorite breakfast cereal? We can't reveal ours, but we want to know yours. Yeah. Mine is have you ever heard of O's? Oh, have we, yeah. have we heard of O's? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my favorite. Sean and I grew up on O's. Me too. Oh, it's so nostalgic so for me. It is. Yeah. yeah. The good uh, stuff in the middle. Yeah. That tastes <laughs> like oh, 1980s. Oh, oh, so much in the middle of O's. Are you yeah. kidding me? I remember they're the commercial. So good. They yeah. hurt your mouth, but they're yeah. good. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of this sounds so erotic. Yeah, mouth cutter. Captain Crunch Absolutely. didn't cut up the roof yes. of your mouth, but no. O's definitely yes. did. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's, uh, they put little pieces of glass in, in the <laughs> yeah. circle. That's what they filled it with. Yeah. O's, is O's, the, the glass. Yeah. O's is the menthol of all of the uh, cereals, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That might be mine as well. I was just thinking about it after I asked the question. Captain Crunch or O is one of those too. I I love the roof of my mouth. Both cut up, winners. Yeah. Yeah. I can see O's in my mind and it. I can taste it. You know, it's hard uh, to find too. It is. Yes. Yeah. I remember looking for it years ago. Couldn't find it. Were they like ovals, but like the O's were like straight on the sides? No. Was so they mean? look like Cheerios, mm-hmm. but they Big have like Cheerios. little crunchies in the middle. Packed with crunchies oh, no, in the, in the mm-hmm. circle. Yeah. 
There's so it good. apostrophe S? Yes. O-H apostrophe O-H S. apostrophe oh, S. No, I, I found them at my local Jewel, nice. and then they stopped selling them. And Sons now I feel bitches. like I can only find right. them at Target once in a while. Yes. Oh. Honeygram oh, O's. That's yes. what it is. Honeygram O's. I couldn't yep. remember the first part I know of it. Right. Yep. Honeygram O's. That wraps up uh, Trivia Corner. Thank you, Jason. You're welcome. And that brings us to the end of this little journey. The next episode is a surprise. We will uh, let you know it's when a surprise we know. Because we don't know. Yeah. When we know, <laughs> you'll know. Yeah. Uh, until then, thank you for listening. Uh, if you guys enjoy it, again, please drop us a review on Apple, uh, Facebook, wherever you can. Google, uh, always, that goes a long way. We certainly appreciate it. We see all the listeners. We just don't get a lot of their direct feedback, especially when we don't see anybody at this point. So drop us a line. Tell us how we're doing. You know, Let us know what you think we need to cover. Yes. Can they yeah. do reviews on Facebook? Oh, yeah. yeah. Our face- we've, oh, we've got a ton yeah. Yeah. already. Yeah, yeah we've, we've got a handful. Actually, thank you all. Uh, thank you so much to the people who did those yeah. recently. Uh, especially important to do them on Apple. I guess that makes a big difference on where we come up in the searches uh, of oh, podcasts. Cool. So, okay. uh, if you guys don't mind, that's super helpful. Again, we love you. We Please appreciate do. it. For now, I guess we'll say adios. And we'll catch you next time. See ya. Good night, everybody. Leo Borowski. Bye. Unstable Discourse is a top secret Studios production. Thank you.